it like we do it. Hey guys, this is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is Joy and Claire. It's us. We're we're still at home. (laughs) It's Thursday. You can always count on us to be here for Thursdays. It's May even. It's gonna be May. Oh my gosh. I saw a great thing that was like, I didn't even see the Justin Timberlake meme yesterday. We are not okay. (gasps) I know. I was waiting for it. He didn't acknowledge it. He normally acknowledges it. I know. But we... We're here for you. We made sure that you did not have to go a year. And I was looking back. I almost posted, you know, like the memory thing on Instagram stories. Right. We we have posted that every year for like the last five years. Mm-hmm. It's so good. It is. It is really good. That and the April 25th meme. Yes. Where it's like oh, April so 20. What is your perfect date? Describe your perfect date. All you need is a light jacket. All you need is a light jacket. So I want to kick it off too. Speaking of Justin Timberlake is Britney Spears. Yeah, we we saw Brittany had a big week. <laughs> Brittany had a big week. Last Not week. only did she acknowledge Justin Timberlake, I don't know if it was two weeks ago, but recently she acknowledged their breakup in one of her Instagram posts. Which, by the way, we so appreciate that you associate us with Brittany. We follow her Instagram account, so we see everything. So you never have to worry. We've seen it. Anything she's doing, we've seen it. <laughs> We have seen it. And we just got a lot of tags and we're like, oh, yes, we've seen it. <laughs> we've seen it. Uh, but yes, it was a, an interesting development to find that she had burned down her gym. She burned down her gym, which if you didn't see this, she basically, I wish I could pull it was, I think it was in stories. So I don't think it's saved. I'm sure you can find it somewhere on the internet because I, of course there's the news got a hold of it. It must've been a slow news day because everyone was yeah. <laughs> talking about this. And she basically was on her Instagram stories as she often does in her great gym clothes, which are very consistent. It's like a pair of boxer shorts. It's like what the, like, imagine <laughs> If you it's what I wore in the 90s to work out. I was out. just about to say, it's like if you were a teenager in the 90s and you were a popular girl that went to a sleepover, this is what you wore. Exactly. It's so good. It's so, I I just, I love this girl with my whole heart. So, so she's sitting there in her gym and she's like, oh, hey guys. So here's the workout I'm going to do today. Well, actually I'm in my gym, but I burnt down my gym and you know, a couple months, she's saying this so matter of factly. And she says something along the lines of, you know, I was walking by and, you know, I had two candles in here and one one thing thing led to another. another, And I, unfortunately, unfortunately, it just, it burned down. Like she says it so casually, like it just happens. Like these are things that happen. These are things that happen. Again, led me to believe that Brittany is so on on another planet that I'm, I give her so many passes. Like this is just something that happens. Like you burn, burn candles and your gym burns down. Yeah. And, and then, then that wasn't even the point of the story. No, not at all. She was moving on to a body weight workout. She wanted to tell us because her gym burned down, she's had to come up with some creative workouts lately, which I also appreciate. Oh, that's right. And she only she had just two, like she only had two pieces of equipment. I think were two little burn down. barbells that did not yeah, burn down. Dumbbells. Yeah, dumbbells. So, and so she know. was just doing these little arm pumps and lunges and things that she it's a very it was a very Britney workout. Mm-hmm. And I just I just really loved seeing everyone's reactions. JVN had a great reaction where he was yes. like, I mean, it was like the typical JVN reaction where he was just like, what? <laughs> because I think the bottom line is the casual tone that she delivered just, this message was, 
I think the icing on all of this was like, she just, oh, you know, I mean, I had two candles and it just burned down. One thing led to another. <laughs> it just burned down. One thing led to another. <laughs> okay, Brittany. Oh my gosh. Okay. So then the other thing that she posted was about, she was dancing as she always posts her dancing videos. And I love it so much in her in her popular girl workout outfit with the boxers and the in the sports bra and she's always barefoot and she's dancing around and doing all her fun moves hair whips and which i love hair whips and um, <laughs> she talked about how it was one of the most famous breakups and because she was dancing to a Justin Timberlake, to a Justin song. Timberlake song. And she's and like, she even like, though it was a famous breakup and he's such a great artist. And yeah. I didn't actually see what he responded because I didn't have the time to go back and look, but apparently he did respond. I'm sure it was just like a fun, like nice emoji, yeah. but wow, that's, she's just, she's doing great. Her quarantine life is her life. I still am slightly concerned that she's not okay, but I just feel like as long as she is safe and happy and dancing, yeah. it's okay. And dancing and exercising, she's moving yeah. her body, mm-hmm. having a great time. The other thing I wanted to follow up on really quick was last week when we posted that awesome philosophical question about what you would do if you had your room full of exes. I We had the yes. best response. This is what I would go with for sure. She's like, I would do a roast. I'm like, perfect. That is perfect. so good. Why it's didn't I so think good of that? Because, well, why didn't we think of that? She's like, I would just do a roast and roast them all because there's always going to be, I mean, first of all, it kind of lands on the comedy side, which I am all for. I would not mm-hmm. want to do some serious speech, but it also just pokes fun at how, I don't know, silly the R- relationships ridiculous. were or the little quirks that they have or how ridiculous that I can't believe you were two hours late to pick me up that one time or whatever it may be. I'm like, that's that's my final answer. I love that one. So thank that you to whoever whoever wrote in and submitted that. So funny. That question yeah. was hilarious. Yeah, that was really good. I All should right. go and grab that deck if you wanted to do a couple more, but they're you so should. they're literally heavy. That's right. Yeah. Okay, give us an update on Cadet. Cadet's doing great. Everyone is obsessed with your Instagram posts about Cadet, which I am too, to be honest. Like you post She's, pictures and I'm like, huh? Yeah, she's really doing well. She's a smart dog of course cci dogs are just born smart so we have been having a blast we've had her for exactly two weeks and she's such a smart pup she's grown so fast it amazes me how fast dog little puppies grow so she's getting pretty big but she hasn't had all of her shots so we're trying to kind of limit the contact she has with other dogs and kind of outings and of course we can't really go anywhere right now so we're mainly limited to doing walks around our neighborhood and training in our front yard and things of that nature. But I think what's the, what the cutest thing is right now is that JT is really getting used to her. And so they're starting to play more and it's just so cute. So he, he at first was pre- pretty hesitant to having her in the house and not, not like he was depressed or anything, but you could just tell he was like, ah, I don't really know what this thing is. And she was so, I think she was so small when we, she first got to the house that he was kind of like, mm, this seems like a cat and cats scare me. So, but now they're playing together and he's so gentle with her. It's just so cute. Like he'll grab a toy and he'll just like shove it in her face gently, like trying to get her to play. And she jumps on him and he just lets her jump on him. And, but it's just really fun. So it's kind of bringing out the puppy and JT, which warms my heart, but she's doing really well and she's learning her commands really fast. And so I'm trying to get a little more creative <laughs> with some of the commands because she's learning them so fast that I'm like, well, I know you just have to keep being repetitive, but they can only work in 
four to five minute chunks of training at a time. You're really not supposed to exhaust them because it just isn't good for the dog. So I'm going to have to get a little more creative with how I train her because I'm like, oh girl, you're just too fast of a learner. But also labs just respond really well to, and most dogs respond to treats. They're treat motivated. So I think mainly the questions people have been asking me is, you know, how do you train her? Uh, Is it four or five minutes at a time? Is it in long stints? And so, yeah, you definitely have to keep dog training short. And then as far as the training treats, people are asking me, we just take kibble, her her food, and we just subtract that from her allotted meals. And so because puppies need a lot of food, we don't really worry too much about how much she's eating, but we just have to keep an eye on her weight. And uh, so I just take kibble and put it in my little treat bag, and that's what she gets for her training. Other than that, it's just been going well. It's a really good distraction amidst all this craziness in the world and still quarantine. And now we're kind of moving towards safer at home, of course, but still that fear. And so I think just having this to focus on has been really a blessing. So can't wait for you guys to meet her. I know. I but just I feel like you need like a what are the what do they call them when like the po- like police have to wear GoPros like a body cam? Oh, I know. That just records on, on on you when you're oh. around her. Yeah, that's actually not a bad idea because I and I was thinking about this the other day because I'm trying to record some of her training sessions and then I'll put it on stories and it's really hard to do because I have to get really creative with, oh, she just barked. I don't know if you heard that. You have to get really creative with the timing and so propping up my phone and finding a place that people can actually see what she's doing and not so much what I'm doing. And so um, I'll try to do more of those as, as she gets older too. But yeah, you have to just be so fast too, because she's just like so crazy about the treats that she's just like all over the place. But And then everyone was asking too about the gentle leader. And that's something that CCI requires for dogs to be trained on. So I'm just hoping right now that's what we're working on is like putting the gentle leader on her when she's eating or just like a few minutes here and right, there just getting throughout her the used day, to it. just getting her used to it. And then crate training is going really well. She goes in there at night and she sleeps and then she's just so cute. She has like the cutest little personality and she's kind of got that lazy lab personality too where she plays really hard, but then all of a sudden she's just like, I'm tired. I'm going to sleep now, (laughs) which is also very a puppy, but she can, I can sense there's like the laziness factor coming out where I'm like, oh, you're going to be one of like JT's very lazy. JT's JT's not a runner. I love it. JT, he's he's so lazy. JT doesn't fetch. JT doesn't like water. JT's not a lab. He's a lab that's not a lab. He's like a lab cat. Yeah, he totally is. And he's afraid of cats. (laughs) And? So yeah, and he's afraid of cats. It's been going good. It's really hard not to buy like all the dog toys and all the dog things right now because you just want to keep buying things for them. Mm-hmm. but uh, she's got, they've got everything they need. So yeah, any other questions you guys have, just email me. I'm happy to, if you have anything specific that you want me to post about our training with her, um, people are still asking if we keep her or if we're, if I'm training her to be another service dog for me. And that's absolutely not how it goes with CCI. You don't train the dog for yourself. You're training, even though I have a graduate dog, JT, I'm not training her to be my service animal. So Even if I was going to apply for another dog, which I'm not going to, and by apply, I just mean get another facility dog, you'd have to go through the whole application process again. And it doesn't work that way where you can just apply and then ask for cadet because they match the dogs based off of their personality and what the graduate needs. So it's not in my plan at all to get another facility dog. And even if it were that just, it's not how their process works. So she will be trained for about 16 months. And then we'll send her off to advanced training. 
and then she'll be hopefully matched. And and someone wrote something really, really sweet, which again, I really appreciate you guys sending in these stories was that even if she doesn't pass, I think that's every puppy raiser's hope is that their dog is graduated to help someone in need, that even if they don't graduate or don't pass advanced training, that they go on to do great things. You know, like her career change is kind of what they call it. Her career change could be doing therapy with me at the clinic. I mean, even though she wouldn't be a CCI dog, we can absolutely get her registered with another agency here in Colorado to do a facility job type of work. So there's things that you can for sure move on to do with the dog that are is helpful. But I just really appreciate someone writing in and saying, you know, we had my parents raised a CCI dog and she didn't graduate. They got to, you know, keep her as a dog moving on for the rest of her life. And she ended up just being such a valuable part of our family and really helping my dad when he was sick. And so those are the things that really helped me too, because you just never know what the dog is going to do when they get to advanced training and if they're going to pass or not. And so I just love hearing your guys' stories. So thank you for saying that. But yeah, I love hearing your guys' comments and questions. So feel free to email us. This is Claire at gmail.com. I am excited to keep showing you guys the journey of Miss Cadet and her service dog journey. She's got the cutest, cutest personality. Something that I will say Claire, I'm going to share this and you're going to laugh. She does this really fun. First, I'll share I'll share with you. Scott and I have this running joke forever since we've had JT that whenever we're apart and we're on walks with JT, we'll send each other pictures of him pooping. <laughs> it just makes us laugh so hard. So Scott, last week, I was having a really rough week, which I'll get to in a second, but he sent me a picture of Cadet's first pooping picture. Not not her first poop, but her first picture of her pooping that Scott sent me. And it just sent me over the edge laughing. It was there, it's a, it's like one of those couple things that makes no sense to anyone but you and your partner, but that's like our little funny running joke. But which I'd also love to hear people if they have those things that like only make sense to you and your partner because that probably disgusts everyone I just said what we do, but it makes us laugh. But anyway, she has this really funny thing that when she's about to poop, she just like sprints back and forth. So we call it running to get the poop out. She's got to get the poop out. <laughs> Okay. How's quarantine life going for you? Because we're still here. <laughs> we're still here. We're talking about dog poop. I don't, I feel like, I'm like right, what am I right. about? We've, we've, of- we've gotten to the point on the podcast where we're talking about dog poop pictures. <laughs> yeah. I don't really feel like I have a whole lot to update. Yeah. My life is the same as it was last week. You did some great home renovations. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty impressed uh, with how fast you paint walls. How long does it take you to, like, the wall behind you? You just painted, right? Yeah, I mean, it's did only you one paint- wall. It's a small I know, wall. but still, like, I get... That t- painting is not fun for me. So, like, oh. that it's a process. It's not, like, something yeah. that I can just, I mean, it's just whip it's out just, in an yeah, afternoon. No, we took... This <laughs> took, like, an hour. I mean, we had the paint already because... Oh, okay. Um, Brandon had, prior to, like any stay at home going into effect. So like, you know, almost two months ago at this point, we had bought a lot of paint kind of knowing that we were going to be home. Oh, that's a good idea. So we had this in our garage and we, anyway, we got this bed frame. We got a new bed frame that I had ordered. I think I talked about this last week, like months ago, but then they delivered the wrong size. So I had to return it and then get it reshipped. And I, I ordered it like in January and it finally just got here. So yeah, we've been doing a couple of little home projects. I think when you're at home all the time, it, you kind of like have, you notice things that you normally like could just live with and it wouldn't really bother you. And then suddenly it just really starts to annoy you that like, oh my gosh, aren't alphabetical totally. or like, 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. I could talk about that too. Just like the things that I've been noticing where I'm like, this needs to change. I had this crazy urge to rearrange all my furniture, but I'm like, there's no other places. Our house is one of those houses where you can't really rearrange furniture. There's like one way to rearrange the, there's one way to do furniture in our house. There's really not a lot of creativity that you could do in our spaces because just the way the house is set up. But it's just like yesterday I had this, I had this urge to organize, but I'm like, but there's nothing to organize. Like I could fold a towel. I could fold some blankets, but there's nothing to organize. And I just wanted so bad to just like rearrange everything. Yeah. Your house is like the flow of your house is pretty specific. Like it's very specific. It's not like, oh, let's have the, let's put the TV on this wall instead. Like there's one wall for the TV. There's one wall to put the TV. Yeah. But your spice rack looks great. Yeah, thanks. Um, We we have had that there for a long time. Actually, we couldn't see it because we had this like stupid shelf thing. But yeah, so it's that's been nice. It's been it feels helps me like feel productive. I feel like that's probably why people are doing so many home projects right now is because it like gives them something tangible that makes them feel like okay, I accomplished this today. Where I feel like even if you're working from home, I know for me, it's just getting harder and harder to feel like I'm having like a productive day of work. Like every day just feels like getting motivated and staying organized is just harder and harder. And so if you can do like a home project, it's like, oh, you know, it just feels very like, look at what I did today, which uh, I feel like there aren't a lot of opportunities for that right now. Yeah. Are you still doing Peloton runs? So also Mm -hmm. guys this morning, so it's Sunday morning right now. This morning we as a family just had like a weird night of sleep last night. Like, you know, when like there, you just have those nights where you know that like Scott's getting up a bunch, you're getting up a bunch, like you're not really up for any reason, but you just both know you're having like a bad night of sleep. Uh So we had one of those just like as a family, like Miles got up, Evie was awake at one point, like which, you know, both my kids typically sleep through the night. I know Brandon was like up and down all night. And so at one point, at like five, I woke up and Joy had already sent a text at like 4.13 this morning. Wait, what? Yeah, you responded to, you sent an, a little heart to Jess's text at 4.20 this I morning. I did? Oh, wow. I didn't know it was yeah. that early. I must have been up with Cadet. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, wow, Joy. That is- was like dream state. <laughs> Well, like, I honestly don't remember that. Oh, that's funny. Because I was kind of thinking like, wow, it's only 4.30. It's like 4, before, not even 4.30. And Joy's already up. And like, she's probably like getting on a run. Like, I was just imagining all the productive things you were doing. And uh, then I went back to sleep. Yeah. That dog. <laughs> well, and I'm a morning person as is, but she gets yeah. me up super early. And that's probably what happened. And I tried so hard to go back to sleep. But um, that's really funny. I do not remember sending that text message. But yes, I'm doing yes. Peloton runs, but I'm doing them outside now because I'm trying to keep cadet asleep as much as possible. So mm. the Peloton just gets a little loud, but it's not that loud, but I just don't want to take the risk. And it's getting nice outside. And I'm trying to use that motivation to run outside, which I know I said before that I like need someone coaching me. And so I'm just going with the motivation of really nice weather and being outside. So I've been doing the Peloton guided runs, which I really, really like. If any of you guys want to do guided runs, there's a lot of apps out there that are free. I know Aptiv does a free trial. It's A-A-P-T-I-V. 
active, but it's aptive. <laughs> and Nike Running has a great guided running app. It's just, I think it's just Nike Running, but they have a really good list of free uh, guided runs that I just think is really helpful if you want to get moving. You can do walks, you can do runs, you can do short runs. And so I've been doing that and I've just been really loving it. I'm finding that through this whole quarantine, how important it is to, I guess, just realize that your patterns and your routines can change and that you can just really settle into new routines pretty quickly. I thought for sure that I would really be bothered by not going to CrossFit a few times a week. And while I miss my community a lot, it's given me the opportunity to just do really short workouts where I can be done quickly and then get to work early because my work schedule has been changing. And I think before it was just, I was so set in stone of like eating breakfast at a certain time and showering at a certain time and and those types of silly things that this has just completely changed my routine. And so I'm just, I'm grateful for that. But I'm, I mean, I'm excited to go back to CrossFit, but I'm also kind of like, there's this weird feeling of I'm disconnected and I never thought I'd feel like, like, I, I feel like I'd be so unsettled by not doing CrossFit as, you know, at, um, as regularly. I haven't done it since, like, I haven't even done the at-home workouts since February, March, since this whole thing started. I haven't picked up a barbell since then. I don't think I've even picked up a dumbbell. So I'm just like, that's, that's a really good, I think it's just good to take a break from some of the things that you were really, really attached to, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Right. And realize that like, it's not as intense as you thought it was going to be to be separated from that. Totally. Habit. It's not like the end of the world. And I think yeah. that's the other thing too, was I was so focused on everything else because work just kind of hit the fan and everything got so busy that I didn't have like routines. And I know everyone can relate to this on some level. It's like your normal life is no longer normal. And you had to find a routine mm -hmm. for your family where you were betting on having your kids in school or having your kids in activities, or maybe you got laid off. And so all of a sudden you're trying to find this footing that feels like a routine, but it's something that you never thought you'd be in. And and that's just been something I've been reflecting on a lot lately is like, wow, CrossFit was a huge part of my identity and something I really look forward to. And I still do. And I'm looking forward to going back. I just probably won't go back till this summer, even if they open just because of my work schedule, but just kind of like that letting go of the intensity and letting go of that expectation and that, mm -hmm. I don't know, that competitive edge that I had with it. And I think that's been that's been a good thing for me at least. I don't I don't think everyone has to have that experience, but that's just something that's been really helpful for me to kind of let go of. Yeah, and I've had the opposite where I feel like it's really like mo I mean motivated is kind of the wrong word because I don't I feel like I don't know, motivated I think it's <laughs> a little strong. It's like it's it's a little strong of like diet culturally. I got to motivate. Yeah, yeah I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, it's it's like encouraged or given me an opportunity to have a more regular workout schedule, which I think that's a silver lining of being at home is that I can work out almost every day. Whereas when I'm not, you know, when I'm going into the office, I try to work out during my lunch hour, but it doesn't always happen. Even if I've planned on it, you know, sometimes I have a meeting I get pulled into or whatever, but with the kids and with our schedules of dropping them off in the morning and picking them up in the evening and everything, like I can't work out in the morning or in the evening when I'm working from the office. And so, but when I'm home, I can, I can work out before I, you know, before work or after work or in the middle of the day, I can kind of like sneak away and do a quick workout. And so I've been able to work out a lot more regularly. And so that's, it's actually like kind of done the opposite for me where I feel like, wow, like 
I'm actually, I have a lot more momentum right now than I feel like I've had in a long time because I have more flexibility and also because I have a really nice setup at home, like with barbells and stuff. But, right. Um, and I've been doing a couple of like personal training sessions a week just through FaceTime with like one of the coaches at CrossFit Roots, just because I miss people. And I was like, you know, I'm, I just want something a little bit different. I want some like personal one-on-one just contact. Um, And also I was, you know, I want ways to support CrossFit Roots if I can, you know, support them above and beyond my membership right now. And again, like not taking for granted that I still have a paycheck and, Uh um, you know, trying to use that to support like, the other day, we bought a pasta roller, which I'm very excited to share with you guys in my pasta making adventures over the next few weeks. Ooh. But it was like, oh, I could get this on Amazon or on Williams Sonoma or whatever. But instead, I like really tried to make an effort to get it from this little kitchen supply store that we have in Longmont. And, you know, it took a couple of days to track them down and see what they had and, you know, schedule a pickup and all that. But it was definitely, it made me feel better about buying something like a pasta roller, I guess, knowing that I was like really supporting this small business in town. And, um, you know, Brandon just got a new bike. He had had, has had the same bike literally since he was in high school, maybe even middle school. And it's just so, I mean, it's, it's like, it's lived in the yard. Like it's a piece of junk at this point. It's just so crappy. And so he finally got a new bike and I've been trying to get him to get a new bike like the whole time I've known him. And he finally got one. And because we got one of those, did I already talk about this? We got like a buggy for the kids that goes behind Uh -uh. the, you know, those little bike trailers. Yeah, totally. They're so cute. They're so cute. So we got one. Miles is like almost too big for it. Evie is barely big enough for it. So tall. He's folded in the back like a clown car. And then Evie, you know, doesn't, she's too little to know how to like scoot herself up if she's she's like slumping down. (laughs) So she's like completely slumped over into Miles. He's like crushed in the corner. (laughs) But they tolerate it really well. And we do have to stop. We probably pull over like... I would say like once every mile just to sort of like sit Evie back up because Miles and not because she's like it's not because she's just the upset. visual is like she, I know yeah. but she's just like she's like and it's really more that like Miles gets annoyed that she's leaning over on him yeah and so we have to stop and just sort yeah of like, like she's back a baby up. and she can't like. yeah she and it's not and I mean like don't get me wrong guys like she's you know 15 months old like she's right. perfectly strong enough to right. hold herself you're up. not like waddling her head around or anything. no yeah. it's just yeah. that like you know you kind of slide down over the course of writing and, totally. like that, and she doesn't know how to scoot her bottom <laughs> back up against the back I don't know why so that's she, so funny that visual yeah. <laughs> but she they both love it they kind of just yeah. like zone out but anyway, so we got one of those and Brandon had it attached to one. I have two bikes, one of which is like an older kind of like cruiser bike. And so he had been using my cruiser bike and I, I mean, I'm 10 inches shorter than Brandon. So long story short, Brandon got a new bike and he got it, but we like, you know, got it from the local Longmont bike shop. And again, it was sort of like, it was definitely more expensive than, you know, if we had just gone to Target and he had picked out a Trek right. or whatever, but but yeah, so it's been uh, we're we're trying to do that, but it's I feel like this week also at least in Colorado, and I'm sure this has happened sooner in most of the places in the country and in the world. We've shifted into spring, like the trees are finally popping. We had an 85 degree day last week, like uh, and somebody I posted about it being 85 degrees, and somebody was like, "Didn't you guys just have snow?" Like, yeah, uh huh. This Correct. is how Colorado goes. That's how yeah. that works. 
this is how Colorado rolls. But it feels sure. nice and it feels kind of like, okay, like we're getting, it's like spring is here. This is my favorite time of year in Colorado. I love like, I would say like the second and third, maybe even like the whole second half of May is my favorite time. Yes. Because it's just like for me, I feel so nostalgic about it too, because like I think about like the Boulder Creek Fest and sure. which is kind of a bummer because I know we won't have those things this year. Yeah. But you know, like the Boulder Boulder and like growing up, that's one thing that I really enjoy about living in the same town that I grew up in is that there are these little like checkpoints throughout the year that I've had my whole life. Totally. And that's like the Arizona state fair and it's like, you know, spring training in Arizona and yeah, all these little things that you're like, it, the benchmarks of the year and the nostalgia tied to it is so lovely. Yeah, it's just, and it, it's fun and it's kind of like, even if I don't participate in those things every single year, just knowing that they're there is kind of like, oh, like I'll drive by and be like, oh, look, the county fair. Like, Right. Were you ever on the route for the Boulder Boulder? Oh, yeah. All through college, I lived right on the route <gasps> oh, for the Boulder Boulder. You did? So tell everybody what the Boulder Boulder is. Yeah, the Boulder Boulder is... It's actually it's so one of fun. it's so fun. It's actually one of the largest 10k races in the country. And if you ever have the chance to run the Boulder Boulder, it is such a fun race. It's, it's so a fun. fun 10k. It's so fun. The weather's usually beautiful. It's yeah. tons it's, of people. It's so it, fun. They have it on Memorial Day. And of course, this year they've already canceled. I think they postponed it like to Labor Day or something instead, yeah. maybe. But it's so fun. And they, um, it just goes all through downtown Boulder. Everybody like comes out onto their lawns. They like spray you with the hose. They play. They have like, slip and slides. They have slip and slides. They college have, like, kids are drinking beer. Yeah. Like all, it like, goes through downtown where all the college it's kids live. So and like everyone gets up early and just sits out on their porch or on their yard and like yeah they put they dress up in costume i yeah. mean you see it all on this route it's you see so all fun. of it and yeah. even the runners like i've you know participated in in the boulder boulder a handful of times you almost no one is running this race to win but here's the other cool thing though is a little known fact about boulder if unless you live here is that Boulder is a really well-known area where international distance runners come to live and train. Yeah. And so we have distance runners here who come from Kenya, who come from all over the world to train in Boulder for a variety of reasons, but the main one being altitude. And also because there's a lot of like really, really well-known coaches and facilities here to support like triathlons, triathletes, long distance runners, any type of endurance sport. Boulder is a huge hotspot. Yeah. And And it's a great place to live. Wow. It's beautiful. Yeah. And so the Boulder Boulder like elite race is used as a training run for some of the world's top distance runners. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and so you are watching the Boulder Boulder. Like, if you get up early enough to watch, to see the them run by, by, the elites go by. I mean, they're sprinting. They're at a sprinting pace for six miles. Like, it's yeah. insane to me. You yeah. know, they'll, like, I I would be curious to look up. Like, their stats and how fast they're times, running. but like. It's amazing. I want to know. Just, I mean, I know that so much training goes into it. But even people who run seven-minute miles, impress me because yeah. it's like okay the, i don't know how you do it the all-time record is 1945 1945 oh my god you know so let's even just round up by 15 seconds which 15 seconds is huge you know and say 20 minutes like that's 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 insane yeah that is insane what that's not even a four minute mile no 
that's cruising at an impossible pace. And not to mention the end of this race is uphill. It's like straight uphill. <laughs> because yeah. it goes into the the, the stadium. CU stadium. The CU yeah. stadium. So you and you finish inside the stadium, which is so fun because it's but the last, you feel like, like you feel yeah. like a superstar because yeah. everyone's cheering you on in this in the stadium and you're running through the stadium. But but the last like to half get mile into the stadium, you have to run steep. uphill and it's yeah. really steep. Yeah. So wow. anyway, That's those so are the types fun. of things. Like, and then I think about you know like graduation and just like everything that comes on in Boulder this type, in this May. This time of year, yeah. and it's a bummer to think that those things aren't going to happen. But it also it it doesn't like it doesn't that doesn't mean that I've not still love I don't still love this time of year. And um, right. so I'm really happy that we're getting into May. I don't know. I think you know. Colorado is starting to put in some plans into place for loosening restrictions. I think it's weird. It's going to be hard, I think, the next few months, too, for people as we go back to work. Like, I think, you know, it's not just going to be like you flip the switch and then show back up at your office and, like, can just resume your daily life. Nope. And, no. you know, not even if the safety of that was, you know, even if tomorrow morning that we woke up and they said, hey, oh, we found a cure for COVID and everyone can go back to their life now. Even if it was 100% safe, just mentally, we I don't think we're all just going to be able to flip the switch. Absolutely not. We're all still so scared of everything. And I feel like just going back into an office is going to feel like you're still going to have to distance from people. You can't do what you normally did if you're back. If you're going back to the office for the first time since this all started, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of kind of knee-jerk scared feelings and people walking around with a mask on. I mean, it's going to be very bizarre. I mean, I've been working in healthcare, so it's very normal for me to be walking around with a mask on and kind of being in the office. But I just know that that's going to be a lot of fear for people who've been home this whole time. And then going back in is going to take some time to get used to it too. And that, and that, that it's not going to be what it was before. Um, I'm even thinking of like the safer at home, how even going to the store now, it's normal that everyone has a mask on, that there's six feet spacers on the floor, that almost every checkout stand has a, a sneeze guard and that you can't hand receipts to the people at checkout at Costco. Like they have to just, you have to hold it up. Like these little human interactions are no longer there. And I think that that's going to be the normal for a while. But um, yeah, is, is there anything that you've seen that... I just find it really funny, like people getting creative or funny things where they're like cutting their own hair or like I see all these videos of people like cutting their partner's hair or they want to dye their hair. hair. Did you? Yeah, I cut Brandon's hair. It turned out okay. Um, I, I didn't quite get. So some people gave me some helpful tips. I looked some stuff up on YouTube, but it seemed like every YouTube or like every Every tutorial or like tips that people gave me were for <laughs> men who want really short hair uh-huh. and you can do the whole haircut with the clippers. Oh, yeah. That's easy. Yeah. And Brandon doesn't want really short. Not only does he not want really short hair, but his hair was really long. Yeah. And I didn't realize how long it was until I started cutting it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, your hair, you know, his hair was like it, it was a lot more than just a cleanup. Like he needed a full it, it had already been months even before going into this. Like it had been a while since he'd had a haircut. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so it turned out OK. I, I would say that it's like it's funny. Like I was, you know, then later that day, I just kind of kept looking at him and I was like, Brandon, I gave you your dad's haircut. <laughs> like, I just laugh because I know what his dad's hair looks yeah. like. <laughs> and it's just funny because it's like, how would you describe it? <laughs> it's really, 
it's really short on the sides and then sort of like it, you know longer on top but it not it, it doesn't look it it's looks not really layered it's, it's not big. layered it's, it's like big it's almost like a bad bowl cut yeah yeah with like slightly more texture and it's not like as long as well or as like because his hair is not straight it's like a little bit wavy and but so it's sort of like it's kind of the the cut I was going for except that I just didn't like take it far enough up the sides right because I didn't want it to turn into a high and tight <laughs> totally. and and high and tight Brandon I didn't know this about him before I tried to cut his hair or I didn't like re- recognize it to such an extent is that he has a really like almost he's gonna listen to this and he's gonna be like I do not he, his head is almost like egg shaped a little bit like it's not like it's it's very oblong okay Mm-hmm. And so a lot of men have... Brennan, if you're listening to this, don't take offense to that. No, it's, it's like, it's, we, it's we can't help our head shapes. No. But like, so at the top, it doesn't, it's like the top of his head isn't flat at all. Uh-huh. Like it continues to curve upward all the way up to the top. Mm-hmm. And so it is just very hard to know like when to kind of cut in from the sides and turn, and, you know, and like have the hair become the top of the hair. Right. Because it just sort of like slopes, all slopes together. <laughs> Anyway, this is a lot to learn about Brandon's yeah. head so it took and me Brandon's like, haircuts. I know. So it took me like an hour and a half of just trying to do it. And it. so I definitely, it could have been, could have turned out, turned out worse for sure. Um, he's had worse haircuts, I think, that he's paid for. So that was a plus. <laughs> but um, yeah, and then our au pair, Maxine, gave, uh, wanted me to help her shave an undercut on the side mm-hmm. so she she shaved off the side of her hair it looks really good actually and like yeah you know, she's like 25 from brazil so like she can pull it off she can definitely pull that off yeah i think it's really funny how people are start i'm seeing things on instagram people are like getting not desperate but you're just getting so bored of like yeah i mean i have all my grays are grown in and i'm just like oh i can't do anything with this i mean you can do temporary tints and things like that you can buy from target but I had a dream last night that I chopped off all my hair. So I'm like, oh, there's just, (laughs) there's definitely um, just some desire to get back into the hair salon and the nail salon. I just really miss my girls at the nail salon that I go to. So all those little creature comforts. Now, trust me, I'm not going to be shallow and like violate the state saver at home orders just to go get my nails done but I just right. miss it I miss those normal little things but yeah and I mean I think even like what I kind of what more meant too was just all of the new habits that we've all built up over the last two months like it's gonna be difficult not just mentally but logistically to go shift back to going back to work every day you know I feel like I've like most yeah. of us at this point, if you've been working from home, you've kind of gotten into the groove, you have your routine, and it's going to be just as difficult to switch back as it was, I think, to get into the To, to get, get to this into point. it, right. Yeah. And I think, too, that like we said before, it's not going to be the exact same as it yeah. was when before this all started. But something that was weird for me is I had to go to an in-person meeting a couple weeks ago, and I had to drive across town. And, the, and this was the same thing when we had to pick up Cadet. Driving anywhere further than like any, I'd say 10 minutes away from our house, we haven't really gone anywhere because obviously my work is 10 minutes from my house. Our grocery stores are right around the corner. So when I was driving, I had to drive over to Cherry Creek, which for those of you who don't know this area, is about a half hour, 20 minutes to a half hour away. And then when we went to pick up Cadet, it's more like 35 to 40 minutes. And it was just so weird to drive that far because... 
you just feel like you haven't ventured out and just to be on the other side of town felt like a new world and seeing all the malls still closed and everything else is just so, so weird. But I'm excited to kind of have, I shouldn't say excited, but I'm just looking forward to kind of feeling like businesses aren't in trouble. I worry about local businesses. I worry about all the places that we love. I've already seen some emails going out with some of the businesses I frequent closing because of this, and it just hurts my heart. So I just hope that that we can safely move forward. But something else that this past week is, I'm not going to get into the details because it's not really worth like talking about. It just was a really hard week at work for a variety of reasons. Just, I'm, I think anyone who's experiencing stress, this could happen to anybody. But, but I think at some point, you know, last week I was talking about the positive, we were talking about kind of just being tired from being positive. Like there's some, t- some moment where I just had hit a breaking point. And last week was another just big breaking point for me where I just felt the accumulation of all the stress and the pressure that I put on myself hit a point where I was just, I was just crying. Like every day I just burst into tears, whether it be a work related thing or something going on at home or whatever the case may be. I just, I just cried a lot. And I just remember thinking like, A, it feels really good to cry. I'm one to just like avoid that because I don't like to cry. And so I just cried a lot and it felt really great. So just let yourself cry. But the other thing that I was thinking of is like, it's, I mean, it's okay to have all these feelings and like a bad day. And I think just getting really pissed off and frustrated with everything that's going on. But at the end of the day, like life is, I know this sounds so stupid, but I just had to remind myself, like life is not that serious. Like we're going to get through this and this is a really serious time, but you have to laugh. And on, I think it was like Thursday or Friday, I was sitting around with some of my coworkers and we're all in it. Like there's just a lot going on. There's a lot of changes. There's a lot of asks of us. And especially if you're in middle management, if you are, if you've ever been in middle management, you realize how much pressure you get from your employees and from upper management. So you're constantly feeling pressure and what they call the middle management crunch. And so that was just like hitting a breaking point for me last week. And that's also why I took like a a last minute day off because I was like, I can't handle this right now. I just need a break. I need, I'm calling uncle. But we had this point where I was sitting with my coworkers, uh, appropriately socially distanced, mind you. And we just started joking about everything that was going on, not in a disrespectful way, but just like making fun of the stuff that was happening and how silly it was and how how ridiculous it was. Ridiculous in the sense of like, can you even believe this is happening? Like this is this is unrealistic of of anyone to handle right now. So just kind of making light of of how much we had to take on. And we were just laughing and it just like it reminded me of that point in Amy Poehler's book where she says that one of her favorite point one of her favorite moments of life is when you're crying so hard, but then someone makes you laugh. (laughs) And that like sharp right turn is like one of her favorite moments of life that you can go from one extreme to the other. And I just experienced that last week. And I was just like, yes, like you have to just be reminded that life can really suck sometimes, but you can be yanked into such belly laugh happiness that it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just, I don't know if if that helps anybody out there, but just like, I'm not saying like, don't take life so so seriously to where you're just like, screw, I'm going to just 
go live in the mountains, which is fine if you wanted to do that. But like, <laughs> but you actually, do have responsibilities. <laughs> you have responsibilities to do. But just like, I started watching comedy. Like, I turned on some funny comedies that I love, or I turned on some stand-up shows, or I'm watching um, Never Have I Ever, which I highly recommend to anybody who wants to laugh. And it's in the new Mindy Kaling show on Netflix. It reminds me of Mean Girls. If Mean Girls had the most amazing diverse cast you've ever seen. It's so, so good. It is so, so good. So just take care of yourselves. Let yourself feel the rainbow of emotions. We're going to get through this. We are absolutely going to get through this. I, I mean, it was probably one of the worst weeks in a while to where I was just, I was really low, really low to where Scott was like, do we need to check you in somewhere? <laughs> I'm not making fun, but it was like really, really bad. One night yeah. he's like, I'm really worried about you. I'm like, I'm worried about me too. And then and then you just laugh about things and, you know, find your friends that make you laugh and then you can get rid of those emotions. But that's the roller coaster of life. Now let's take a quick break and talk about this week's sponsor, Blue Blocks. Blue Blocks, the blue light blocking glasses that y'all should have by now. But if you don't have a pair, you can support the podcast by going to Blue Blocks, B-L-U, blox.com and use the discount code joy to get a great new pair of glasses. We all know you've been staring at screens. You've been having so many Zoom conferences. Your eyes are tired, your sleep patterns off. You maybe have more anxiety. Whatever the case may be, Blue Blocks can help. Get a pair of great glasses. These are high quality glasses. They have tons of frames to choose from and support Joy and Claire at the same time. That's B L U B L O X. Dot com. The discount code is JOY. And a lot of you guys have been sending us your pictures of you wearing your Blue Blocks glasses. We love it. Which we absolutely love. I mean, I know for me, like I just got my thing that was like, your screen time has went up by 20%. You're now looking at your phone literally like eight plus hours a day. <laughs> that feels like a wake up call. But it does make me glad that I have my Blue Blocks glasses. I have the orange ones for nighttime and the clear ones for daytime. And go on their website. It explains the different types of lenses that they have that are better for different types of day or times of day or different like types of media usage. Yes. So check that out. They have a lot of different options, a lot of great frames. You can send in your frames if you have a pair of glasses that you would like to turn into Blue Blocks glasses. They can change the lenses for you if you just send in the frames. Super easy. They also can do prescription. So if you wear prescription glasses and you're like, yeah, but or they also have readers. So if you're like, but I need readers reading glasses for the computer. They got you. So blueblocks.com, B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com. Discount code is joy. Thanks for supporting the brands that support our podcast. Thank you. All right. <laughs> Moving on from the bad days. I think um, one thing also that people were commenting on a lot was that Joy and I both took a day off last week and we had a lot of comments from people saying like, oh, I've felt like I needed to do this, but I didn't feel like I could oh, yeah. or that I should. And, you know, if you have the opportunity right in this time to take a day of PTO or a couple days of PTO, do it, you know, get, let yourself, I think that a lot of people feel guilty because they know that so many people out there either have lost their jobs or are in a, a job where they are being worked super, super hard and don't have an outlet. And so it can make people feel like, oh, well, because of, because other people don't have the option to take PTO, I can't either. Mm -hmm. And, that's definitely not true. You know, you need to take care of yourself first and foremost. You know, you shouldn't be comparing your job and your situation to other people's situations and talking yourself out of taking care of yourself 
be- only because other people don't have the same opportunities. Right. So take a break if you can. I know that like our company, they're asking us to take our PTO now for a variety of reasons, but mostly because we're like, you know, we're kind of shifting all the operations of my job and of our business into the second half of the year since I work for basically an event company. So they're kind so of So they like, don't want people to just like take all their PTO and paid time off is, you know, a pretty standard thing for everyone in the United States if they have a job, but yeah. not everyone, you know, so Right. And not, I don't know not how everyone. it works in every in all the all the different countries, but I think that's going to be happening a lot is once we start reopening that everyone's going to want to take vacation. And that was the other thing that I got really pissed off at last week. I was like, I can't even go anywhere. I can't like if I take PTO or plan PTO, like I can't go anywhere. I was just so right. frustrated. Cause I'm like, I want to take a vacation, but I can't go anywhere on vacation. And that's one thing that like our, you know, our um, CEO has said like, you know, I know it's ironic that we're kind of asking you to take your PTO now, but because you can't go anywhere, but like at the same time, it's either take it now or maybe just don't have the opportunity to take it at all. Right. So anyway, um, so I've been taking everyone I work with has been taking like at least a half day off every week, if not a whole, a whole day or a couple of days. And um, it's been nice. It's a little bit, I mean, it's kind of makes it hard to get work done. <laughs> it's like everyone, it's like no matter what, every single day when you're trying to do something like the person that you need to work with inevitably is like, Oh, I'm taking a day off. It's like, but come back. But I need you. Yeah. But it's just been, it's nice to have that break. And because I feel like also when you're, at least for me, when I'm working from home, it's really hard for me to flip the switch and like, okay, I'm done with work. You know, so I get up in the morning and I start working a lot earlier than I would have if I was in the office. And then I stop working a lot later than I would have if, if I was in the office. Totally. And so it's nice to just like force myself to have that separation yeah. and take a day where it's like, no, I'm not even gonna check my email today. Like, It's really important to do that. I totally agree. Like last week I was just hitting a point where I'm like, should I take a day off? And it was, it was very last minute, but I had that same feeling where I'm like, you know what? I just, I am not in a good place. I need Mm -hmm. to take at least a day, even if it's just a day. But, um, I have a quick email. If you want to finish off with an email, this goes along with what we were just talking about. She says, first off, you two are always fun to listen to. I enjoy hearing your viewpoints, even though sometimes mine may differ. I'm curious as to your thoughts on this. I have a full-time crazy demanding job for a global company. I have very high career aspirations and expectations for myself. And yes, it does very much exhaust me at times. I'm going for the final big promotion, which will take a couple of additional years working my butt off, including travel, late nights on my laptop, and some high-pressure situations. Oddly, despite all that, I love the pressure and the challenge of this job, as well as my clients and the people I work with. I'm also a mom, working mom of two with a husband who has a similar job, but is fortunately at the next level I'm trying to get to in a different company. Occasionally, I will comment to my friends that I'm exhausted and need a vacation, But it's very difficult being in client service and dealing with very large, important clients where I'm leading a significant piece of the project. And my issue is I have a lot of these type of projects, so something is always going on. What bothers me is that my friends love to tell me how I need to take a vacation or question why I'm doing this. Instead of problem solving for me or criticizing, why can't they just listen and say, you got this or something encouraging? That's what I really need. This leads me to not being able to have any conversations about my work with any of my non-work friends. It's a huge piece of my life. And no, I do not only try to talk about work. 
In fact, it's just the opposite because it seems like I always get these kinds of reactions. I'll spare you the mom shaming comments I get in this email. But just so you know, between my husband and I, someone is always there for the kids. I feel so lonely at times. Am I off here? (laughs) I'm going to keep her name out of it just in case she didn't want us to use it. But I I like this question because I feel like a lot of people, I don't really talk a lot to friends about work. And I think this is just something where when she said that what she really needs is, is supportive comments, I think I'm wondering if her friends are trying to be helpful and give her solutions, where I think that's a lot of where friendships go where we're trying, when we're saying, I'm stressed out, I have a lot going on, that friends are wanting to say, why don't you take a break? You're working so hard. So my thought would be is to tell them, I don't know, do they understand that you enjoy your job, that you enjoy the pressure? And maybe you do need a vacation. Maybe you do need to take some time off and plan that time off. I don't think it's healthy. I I mean, for, for someone who is also someone who tends to work more than I should sometimes, it's okay to take, to, to back off because things aren't going to fall and you're not going to, like the pieces aren't going to drop because you take time off. And it's also self-care. So I think there's like a middle ground here of your friends are just trying to be helpful and your friends are maybe looking at you going, yeah, you are working too much. Like, and I, I don't know the whole story, but I wouldn't take offense to your friends trying to be helpful. I think that there's two different things here. I think the first one is feeling like when people are telling you to, you know, take, take some time off, slow down, you're working too hard, you're doing too much. It sounds to me like you are hearing a lot of judgment when people say that to you and that it might and not. She did mention something about mom shaming. For like maybe, sure. Which maybe they're, they're making her feel real. like she's not spending time with her children. Yeah. Or something. And, and that's very real. And I think, you know, even like, oh, you know, if you take time off, you can be a better mom. Like, I'm sure you're doing great. You probably, you know, you, I'm, you don't need to do anything different than what you're doing and, and making your own choices and being there for your family in whatever way makes the most sense. Like sometimes being, you know, being super career driven is the best thing you can do for your family in a lot of situations. And, you know, your kids are seeing that you're working hard and that you're really motivated and they're going to learn from that. And, you know, I I just feel like it's such a double standard. There's no question. Yeah, I, there's yeah. no question that she's doing great. Like you're doing great. Like you're doing great in all areas. I think what you're asking for is like, how can you communicate better with your friends of like, this is just something that is important to you. However, I do think it's, I do think it's important to take breaks. I think mm-hmm. that's, that's filling up your cup, if you will, of just being more present for everyone. I'm not right. saying like you're burning the candle both ends to where you're not do you're failing right. at everything. You're not doing I'm just anything wrong. Like, it just could you also were be just, helpful. Right. It'll, it's like time off and taking breaks is, is, is helpful period, yeah. no matter where you are. You're doing a great job in all areas of your life. You, I know that because you're, you're writing with this great question and so that's that's definitely not a question. I think what I'm trying to say is like your friends, maybe you just need to be a little more clear about what your friends are trying to say and help you with and mm-hmm. that they love you <laughs> and that they're saying, maybe you just need to take some time off. One thing that I've really noticed as an adult and as I've become more aware of what I want and need from interactions is that the vast majority of adults in, in the US at least don't know how to just say, 
wow, that sounds really hard. You're doing a great job. Keep going. You know, let me know if you need anything or let me know Mm -hmm. how I can help. Like the vast majority of adults, we, you know, we think that when someone is telling us about a difficult time they're having, that that automatically means that the, the way that we can help is to try to fix it. Right. And, you know, immediately so many of us that the majority of us go into that problem solving mode of like, oh, well, have you tried this? Have you done this? Have you tried this? As opposed to just like, wow, yeah, you're working really hard. I see how hard you're working. And, you know, if you ever want to take a couple of days off, let me know how I can help. I can give you some recommendations or some close by trips that I've taken that I really liked or whatever. But like maybe just, hey, like you said, you know, you just want them to say you're doing a great job. I can't believe how hard you're working. Right. And while I think it feels a little, it doesn't feel great to have to tell someone what you need to hear because you just want to hear it. Mm-hmm. And it feels like, I don't want to have to do that work for you. Like, I don't right. want to have to do one. Like, you know, how, how can't good you read a, my mind? Can't you read my mind? But like, if you're getting that, you know, running into that same problem with more than one person, then I think it might be worth it to have that conversation with a few of your close friends. And I know I've done this and just told my friends like, hey, I'm about to tell you something and I don't need you to try to fix it. I just need to vent. Mm-hmm. And I'll just open the conversation with that. And mm-hmm. they're like, okay, great. Now I know. Mm-hmm. And you know, you, we can just commiserate and I can just like send you memes and gifts about how right. shitty this is. Right. And then we can move on. I mean, you just need to put and like, jo- like Joy and Jess and I will do that. And it'll be like, I just need to put it in the burn book. Yeah. And I just need to leave it here because yeah. I need to put it somewhere. And then once it's out, it's out. Right. And like, but like we are very open about that in our conversations, even though we're all really close because it does even change from incident to incident. Like sometimes I do want help mm-hmm. and advice. And right. sometimes I really just need to like put it out there and just get it out and air my grievances and then be done with it. And, you know, so even though it can feel kind of shitty and it can feel kind of like, I don't want to, you know, you, you feel like, well, these are my friends. They should be giving me what I need without me having to ask for it every single time because then like it sometimes feels like you're doing the work for them. Mm-hmm. You still, you know, like if you feel like you're really missing out, it might just be the one time that you need to say, hey, listen, I don't need you to try to solve this for me. I just need you to hear me out when I complain about it and say, you know, and support me. And then you're done. And now you're getting what you need. Yeah. And it's hard too when you don't have friends that are... Not hard, but it sounds to me like her friends don't truly understand maybe her experience and maybe they're making assumptions. So I would Mm -hmm. just be really clear about like, hey, I really do love my job and I'm just really and I also can be frustrated with it. So yeah, and it's really hard job and it is really demanding and. Yeah. You know, you can have both of those things. You can love a really demanding totally. job. And you can have complaints. All right. Yep. So we we just uh, solved that problem for you. Send us all your problems. We'll fix them. <laughs> <laughs> just like Brene says, we're all doing the best we can. Just assume that we're all doing the best we can. All right. Well, on that note, I wish you a really good week. Enjoy this month of May. We hope that you're staying safe. We hope that you're staying sane. We hope that you're sending your friends greeting cards because <laughs> that's still something fun. Don't forget Mother's Day is coming up. Yeah. And when you hear this, it will be this coming Sunday. Yep. So you still, there's still time as there's of time. Thursday morning to do something about this. Yes. Support your local florists. They are definitely going to have a tough year with so many weddings being canceled. So if you can make some orders with your local florist, do it. Do it. And yeah, we hope you guys have a great week. 
All right, go uh, watch some Britney videos. That will make you smile. (laughs) Have a good week, you guys. Shake it up, stop when the cup gets 13. Sing one, one, two, three, four. Cause, cause, cause. No one can do it like we do it, like we do it, like we do it.